Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. get into today's real life paranormal story i need to give a special shout out and thank you to our new patreon subscribers who are debbie klukas nicole watson steve cd gonzalez newman chad walkup nancy pomrenke kai ben horrock and charlotte haldane Thank you all for joining Patreon. Again, I am most grateful. If this is something you're interested in, you can find the link to our Patreon page in this episode's show notes or simply go to patreon.com forward slash scary a paranormal podcast. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive Patreon-only episodes and ad-free main episodes. Not to mention, you will also be supporting the show and helping it to continue. Now... Let's get into today's story. My brush with the paranormal happened in the late 90s. I would have been about 15 at the time. In our family, there was four of us. Mom, Dad, my older brother and I. My relationship with my older brother, Dylan, was always a positive one. Despite being four years older than me, we were very close. We had a strong bond, still do. Unlike many siblings, we never seemed to have any major conflicts or issues with one another. Dylan was always very protective of me when we were younger. When I was seven years old, I was involved in a car accident. I was completely unharmed, luckily. For some strange reason, this affected Dylan greatly. 
A few weeks before the car accident, one of Dylan's friends had been out cycling his bike and was struck and killed by a delivery truck. They later found out that the driver had been drinking. It was a horrible time. Both the driver of the truck and my brother's friend were locals, so it was a difficult time for the community. Families were torn apart. According to my mom, this was when Dylan developed some sort of irrational fear of losing his entire family. She said that he had experienced night terrors for years because of this and often had these long discussions with her asking what would happen if she and my father were to pass away. He was anxious and constantly worried about the safety of our family and as a result of this fear had become very protective of me always looking out for my well-being. It was great at school however my own personal security. When I was 14, our dad was offered a great position at an automotive company. The only catch was it meant we would have to move if he was to take up the role. I remember being so annoyed with my parents when they decided to take up the offer and move home. But... I didn't have much say. Whatever Dad said went. We moved to Dearborn, Michigan in 1998. Two weeks after we moved in, these strange calls started. We began getting what seemed like prank calls about twice a week at the start. These calls slowly ramped up to be as frequent as twice a day. In the beginning, we thought there was maybe some sort of crossover happening on the line. Whenever you would answer the phone, you would hear a man on the other end who was talking to somebody else that you couldn't ever hear. This guy was really nasty. The conversations he was having on the other end of the line were threatening. He would say things like, You won't be smiling for much longer. In fact, you won't be smiling at all. And then, presumably, the other person would reply, but you could never hear them. And the guy would seem to maybe cut them off and then curse them into the ground. He sounded insane and looking back, maybe under the influence or drunk or something. As teenagers at the start, my brother and I thought that this was hilarious. We would be laughing on the floor about how pissed this guy was. Our dad soon copped on to what was going on. He'd scold us for staying on the line listening to the guy. 
we went through three new numbers and three new handsets and the calls still continued. The phone company claimed that they weren't registering any connection being made to our house at times that we had written down as to when this guy would call. It was really weird, but definitely a case of a faulty connection or cross line. These calls would come and go over a period of many months, close to a year in total. Like I said, some weeks they would peak to maybe twice a day, other times they would drop off entirely. We became used to it. The phone would ring, someone in the house would answer, it would be the guy, we would hang up and forget about it. After a while, these calls would turn into silence. You could tell there was somebody else on the other end of the line, but they would never talk. You might hear some inaudible whispering. It was freaky, no longer funny, especially when it would happen at night. One night our parents had gone out on a date night and it was just Dylan and I. I woke up around 12am and went downstairs to get a drink. I remember just as I was about to go back upstairs, the phone rang. I debated answering it, but maybe it was something serious that happened and calls at night aren't usually good. I remember picking up the receiver and saying hello. Hello? It was silent. Just that same breathing on the other end of the line. Just as I went to hang up, our front doorbell rang. Dylan was awake at this point. He was freaking out. I think believing that something may have happened to our parents. He opened our front door pretty much immediately. There was nobody there. I didn't believe it could have been pranksters. There wasn't many teenagers in our neighborhood It didn't have any issues, it was relatively quiet. When we opened the door that night, there was absolutely nobody outside. I remember him closing the door, locking it, and saying to me to go back to bed that it was just a joke. 
being his overprotective self as usual. We went back to bed and after about 10 minutes the phone rang again. This time Dylan answered. Then I heard him hang up and straight away the doorbell rang again. I went to my bedroom door and saw Dylan pass and go straight into my parents' bedroom which had a window that looked out to the front of the house. I followed him. He warned me not to turn on the light and we looked out the window to see who was outside. But there was nobody there. Then the phone rang for a third time. He told me to go downstairs and answer it and that he would look out the window and see who was outside. I went downstairs, answered the phone and I will never forget the voice on the other end of the line. Hello? And a voice replied saying, Aren't you going to answer the door? And with that, the doorbell sounded for a third time. I bolted upstairs, joined Dylan and we both looked out the window. I have a memory of us looking out the window down at the door and Dylan just repeatedly saying, No one's there. No one's there. And the doorbell sounded again. This time we had a view of the front door. And there was nobody there. We stayed in that room that night until our parents came home. And when they came home, we relayed the whole thing and then joined Dad and searched around the perimeter of our house and found no one or anything weird. Looking back that night, our parents seemed to pass the whole thing off as kids joking. I think maybe just to try calm us down. But that was followed up with instructions to make sure that we keep the doors locked at all time, just in case. After that night, I was terrified when the phone would ring. We didn't receive any weird calls for a few weeks after that. I think because of that it made me think perhaps it was kids after all. Kids that had watched us with dad look for them and realised that maybe they had taken the whole thing too far and just decided to stop everything. After a few weeks we arrived home after being at a game with dad and found mom crying. She said that while we were out, the phone had rang. She had answered. It was the creep, as she liked to call him, and she hung up. After she hung up, she said there was a knock at the door. She answered it, but there was nobody there. She then said when she turned around she saw a figure standing at the top of the stairs and I called the police who had yet to arrive. 
This was after happening only a few moments before we arrived home. We searched the house, but there was nobody upstairs. The police arrived, and I remember my parents telling them everything that had happened, about the weird crossover line, the doorbell, and then what had happened that day. They believed that somebody was targeting us, perhaps. But then their interest ended after they got confirmation from the telephone company that these calls weren't being registered and ultimately unable to be tracked. After this incident with my mom and seeing somebody upstairs, we had weird things happen with the electrical appliances and other things in the house. Some nights, the whole house will be woken up to the TV blaring downstairs at full volume, but no one would have turned it on. Another time it would be the kitchen blender, or the kitchen tap will be running at full force. It was sporadic and random, childlike, attention-seeking behaviour. Dad got an electrician over. He was convinced that there was something wrong with the electrics in the house. But the guy found nothing wrong. And then I started to notice a pattern. Anytime we would bring someone in from outside the family to investigate what was happening, the activity would stop for a while. And then after a few months would start back up again. This happened with the electrician, with the plumber, with the guy from the telephone company coming to the house to have a look at the headsets himself and staying for a couple of hours so he may experience one of these calls. Then one day the calls just stopped and we never received any more. Thank you to Lucas for sending in his paranormal encounter. If you have your own paranormal encounter, you can send it to scaryaparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show and would like to support it, you can do so by simply telling a friend or rating and reviewing it wherever you get your podcasts. It greatly helps the show's visibility and in turn helps it to grow. My goal is to eventually have Scary come out on a weekly basis and we are slowly getting to that point. But for now, it will remain every second Sunday with Patreon episodes released in between. Thank you as always for listening to the show. Make sure you're following so you don't miss any future episodes and join me next time for another episode of Scary.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 